Welcome to Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas GCSA. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of those of the people on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Pulling Weeds. Got a very distinguished guest in our office today, none other than Mr. Earl from Vereens. Earl, how are you today? Good. Appreciate you having me. For sure. So what brought you up to the upstate? Uh, well, STM, STMA event uh, yesterday and a visit with, quick visit with the parents and then to see you. That's awesome, man. So Vereens, a big partner of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, has been for years. Um, let's do a little history on that name. Uh, we got folks that listen from all over that aren't from the Carolinas that don't realize that that's actually a family name, isn't it? Uh, family name, uh, South Carolina born and bred. Vereen uh, started in 1962. Wow. Uh, Frankie Vereen uh, started as a mom and pop store on the beach. And then when the golf boom hit in the 80s, um, he was smart enough and uh, could see the future of the growth of that uh, along the beach and turned into more of a golf and turf supplier. We still do some ag, but uh, golf is where our bread is buttered, if you will. Correct. And the sports turf world, that's what brought you up a little bit yesterday, right? You guys? Yeah, had a little event at uh, USC Upstate and uh, hung out with some some uh, turf managers and other suppliers, and it was good to good to catch up. Well, I think one of the things that I'd like to stress today for our listeners is the importance of um, giving back to the association. And obviously, we need to find good partners so that we can thrive and survive. But at the end of the day, um, we're so blessed here in the Carolinas to have not only like national distributors with their headquarters here, but our locals are some of the best, I think, around. Agreed. Uh, it was a good turnout yesterday, and uh, we we enjoy events like that. And uh, you get to see a lot of customers, a lot of old friends, and um, yeah, it was it was awesome. All right, so you're um, I'm gonna screw this up. Two and a half years, three years into your role now at Vereens? Uh Two years, two Se- only seems two. like three, I guess for wow. <laughs> some people. Two years. So yeah. you um, you're a COVID hire. Yes. Yep. <laughs> How's that working out? Uh, it's been it's been great. Uh, obviously, there's been some challenges with supply chain and logistics and things like that that I guess have better prepared me for what normal would be. So it's been great. It's been fun. Been great being back in the Carolinas. It's home. So well, let's tell everybody a little bit about that. So you're originally from uh, right outside of Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville. And you still have some family there? Uh, my parents are still there. Um, they've made a little circle around, but they're they're back in Asheville and have been for 40-some-odd years. So. And they're right at the base of the whatever, what is that, the one of those counties with the most flora and fauna, I guess, of <laughs> anywhere in the United States, I yeah. think, is right there in that little, yep. I forget what it's called. All right, so um, grew up there, but you're also, um, you've got some turf background, right? Uh, so I went to uh, College Charleston uh, for business, and then went to Ori Georgetown for turf. And uh, you're a mole cricket, yeah, mole cricket. Man, yeah. who knew? That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, graduated there, uh, th- went south, started in Savannah, Georgia. I was superintendent there for about six years at the Landings Club, and then how many courses went, did they have then? Six. 
So they opened them all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were all, we were already starting to re, you know, redo some of them. Um, when I was there, I did two, two renovations to Marshwood Magnolia. Um, and then we thought that was South. My wife and I, we, my wife's from Spartanburg. I was from Asheville. We thought that was kind of South. And then I got an opportunity to go to Sarasota, Florida. Um, and we were there, we thought would be maybe five or six years. And we wound up there 17 years. So 17 years. So you were a golf course superintendent that whole time? Uh, I did work, had a short stint doing construction with Liebold Irrigation and Construction, um, <clears throat> but really missed the golf side. And uh, after, I think, three years with Liebold, I, I went back to, to the golf side and remained there until Mindy gave me the opportunity to come back to the Carolinas. So See, that's – and I just learned that this morning, that um, you were a former superintendent. I mean, it's – it's not an easy transition from what I understand for a superintendent into a sales role, much less into a sales management role, I would assume. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think probably the sales management role was an easier transition because uh, I'm not the one out knocking on the doors. And uh, I, I do think it's a tough transition. It's it's good in a lot of respects because you understand what superintendents are dealing with and the challenges that they face and all the different hats they have to wear. Um, but on that, you're also extremely aware of their time and, and time constraints. And as a, I think as a former super, it would be hard for me to pop in and, and do the cold calls and things like that because I, I understand the demands on their time and how tough that, you know, it can jam up a day with, with you know, salespeople. So uh, we talk about that internally as a company, trying to, you know, be cognizant of, of that. Uh, we try to set appointments and do all the things that you would want to do, but the reality is the nature of the business is you, you, you know, part of your job is getting in front of people. So, um, well, and I think that's where, you know, the partnerships are, are critical, right? Because we as an association, like we provide continuing education. So we do that through various meeting formats and, um, partners, sponsors like yourself. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but have the opportunity to hopefully, see a number of clients at one time sure versus yep. the events are great because you you get to see people that maybe you otherwise wouldn't get to see and um you're usually in front of much much more you know people than you would be on one-on-one -on -one calls so so can we get personal at all um sure talk about family a little bit i think we're married correct uh, i've been married for be coming up on 25 years wow. uh, to the same ladies put up with me for that long leanne wow uh, Good job, Leanne. And, and and dealt with twenty plus years of superintendent and never being at home and working late and all the stuff that that entails. Um, have one daughter, uh, just turned eighteen, just graduated from high school. Um, is headed off to Texas A and M, which is about twelve hundred and eighty miles from home. So and she's done really well. Full ride, saving dad money. Uh, she's saved me a ton of money, and I, I've, I, the day she called me to tell me she'd gotten the the offer, the scholarship. Um, we, we knew she had went for that. She sat on the first review board and we were pretty confident that maybe she would, you know, get it, but you just never know. And it had been a while and she was getting a little nervous. She and I had actually had a talk the night before and I was like, you got to let it play out and things are going to be what they are and we'll work it out no matter what. Um, and then she called me the next day. She was actually down in Florida and called me and said, Hey dad, I got this. And uh, she was crying a little bit, and I got to be honest, I cried a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, one, I was happy for her. Two, I was happy for mom and dad that we were uh, 
not going to have to come out of pocket for about 250 grand of out-of-state tuition so no doubt yeah we're super proud and can't couldn't be happier and uh excited to get her off can't say that's my first choice of sec school but um at least they're still in the sec (laughs) but she's happy so we're yeah we're ecstatic it's a great school man and i i don't think that anybody that's listening would have any qualms with us bragging about our kids oh not at all you know, because you noted, you noted that's it what we all do all this crazy stuff for, right? Well, and that's it. You noted it. You know, um, mom made the sacrifice. So that means the little one probably had to make the sacrifice along the way, too, like all of ours have. Because, you know, once we just from the job, from a superintendent perspective, but then you add on the education and the meetings and the travel. And, you know, every time we see each other, we're not seeing our family. Exactly. And a lot of us see each other a lot during the year, you know, so we're, we're all family, right? That's kind of the, that is the beauty of turf grass, whether I was on the superintendent side or, or on the sales side is it's one big, one big family. We're all trying to help each other out and solve problems. And, and that's coming from somebody who works for a quote family business. Yes. Which I think is amazing, but let's go back to that a little bit. So Vereens, they, um, They've been around the beach for a long time, right? Like that name, like they own some land, like a whole corner there. Or? Yeah, we joke when people come into town. We we had somebody in the other day who had never been in town, and uh, there was a Vereen's Gardens that they passed on the way in, and they're like, is that? And Mindy's like, yes, that's that's family. That was an aunt or a grandmother or somebody like that. Uh, there's a sandwich shop next door that supplies 11 states, and that's part of the family. That's an aunt, and then... There's an IGA grocery store about half a mile from the store, and that's a, a cousin. So it's they've they're well established in Myrtle Beach and have been obviously for a long time. So. Sure. And now the cool thing is that the daughter Mindy mm-hmm. is the is she the president? Is that the title? What does she carry? Uh, she carries a lot of hats. Um, right now, technically, she is the COO, I guess, of the business. Um, president. Um, I think would be a title added in there as well. And that's that's Frankie's daughter, correct? That's the youngest. The um, youngest so daughter. She, she stuck around and learned the family business, has been working, honestly, since she was about 12 years old probably, wow. um, is one of the smartest people I've ever met as far as chemical and fertilizer. Like really? she knows stuff that, will, you know. Sneaky smart. nobody does. So, um, yeah, she's she's awesome. Been awesome to work for and. Excited about helping her grow the business. So I just think, you know, as a taxpayer in state, it's pretty cool to see a family name succeed like that and then to have a legacy and to see her. I mean, y'all are involved in a lot of things, you know, not just um, the selling aspect of it, but in the community, Mm -hmm. Um, not only locally, but like even around the country through the Women in Turf series, right? I mean, yeah, that's something we, we really started getting behind. We were fortunate to have the U S women's open at pine needles last year in the Carolinas. And we really jumped in behind that uh, along with one of our partners, Syngenta. And uh, we're going to continue that obviously being a, a female owned company. We want to support that as much as we can. And so, you guys have been great with that as well. You offered some, some stuff for the show last year, which we appreciate. And uh, yeah, it's been, been great. Yeah. We had a great partnership last year with the, uh, the women in turf. I mean, it's, it's a rising tide. I think it's appropriate. Um, I think it's been managed very well. Um, and I think it's brought attention needed, needed attention to a segment of the industry. And um, 
to see y'all step up, especially at the local level, it just, it made sense last year, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the key was that y'all wanted to have a reception to recognize them or something. And we were able to, um, through partnerships with Syngenta, make sure that those ladies were able to attend. Yeah. You guys stepped up uh, big time and allowed them to, you know, do the trade show and all that for free, which we really appreciate. And hope hopefully we can continue that moving forward. So, yeah, it'd be um, great. I think the more women we can get to the beach, the better off it is for everybody. Agreed. Um, great networking opportunity, not only for the vendors, but also for them in, in career advancement, hopefully. Yep. So um, what's one of the main things that you've learned in working with the women in turf over the last two years that you had no idea about as a um, male superintendent for 20 years? Honestly, off the top of my head, the first thing is there's a lot more women in turf than you realize. Knew, so once yeah. you start you know, getting them together and, and give them an opportunity to, to do their thing. Uh, it's, it's actually, it's growing, which is great. Um, being the, you know, obviously father of a daughter, you, you want them to have all the same opportunities. And, uh, I feel like in the industry that is changing and it's changing for the better. And, um, they're a great group, very talented, um, all aspects, all different walks of life, all different parts of the country. So it's been awesome. That's just crazy for me to think, because I mean, we grew up in a different generation. We grew Absolutely. up with a different set of thought processes as to who worked, who didn't work, and you know, now with our generation that we've grown up through, it's all dual income families. Mm-hmm. And you know, I look at a, a lady like Alex Hills down there at Baytree. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I said Baytree. <laughs> there's a name going back in the beach we just thinking about the beach and here i am thinking about 27 holes that doesn't exist anymore but bay hill and um you know her husband's in the business she's in the business and they're raising two youngsters mm-hmm. you know and the time constraints on y'all on them it's just just phenomenal to me it's impressive know? it's impressive hats off to them for being able to do that pull it off i yeah i mean Hero Award is all that you can think of when it comes to mom and, you know, working and raising a family at the same time. So, um, all right. So you mentioned Syngenta is a good partner of yours. To those folks out there who don't know, for instance, Vereens and what exactly y'all do, explain that a little bit. Like, why would Syngenta be a partner of yours? So we're a fertilizer and chemical distributor for golf, sports turf. Uh, We do LCO uh, we have the stores, which do homeowners. Um, Syngenta manufactures, obviously, worldwide, you know, chemicals and uh, help help people solve problems through, you know, whether it be fungicides, insecticides, whatever it might be. Um, we also have our own blending facility and uh, distribute fertilizer out of that, as well as other companies like Yara and people like that that we distribute for. Um, Syngenta is obviously a national uh, partner and have been great with us with the women in turf and uh, you name it, supporting local associations, you know, they're, we, we call all of our suppliers partners because okay. that's how we feel. You know, we, we support them. They support us. We all in turn try to support superintendents and turf managers. And how many different suppliers do y'all represent? Any idea? Am I putting you on the spot? Probably 12 to f- 12 to 15, maybe um, wow. there's, you know, Channel partners like Syngenta, FMC, PBI, you know, people like that. But uh, Aquade's been a big partner of ours. Um, Earthworks, um, which we're the distributor for the Carolinas for Earthworks. 
um, organic fertilizer line. They've been great. Um, everybody out there is. That's the stuff really that solid. stinks when you put it out. It does. It does. <laughs> but it it, it works. does wonders for turf. So it works. It's got once those- you once you get it watered in, it's not too bad. And it's came a long way from even 15 years ago or so. Um, so. Yeah, those were, um, I thought it was some really low numbers on the bag from what I recall. Somebody gave me some, put it out, and whew, I just remember hearing comments from the wife <laughs> about that one. Like, uh, try putting it out on a Tuesday ahead of Ladies' Day or something like that. <laughs> I think about that. Okay, so um, you guys work together with those partners then, and then you are essentially a distributor for their products. We are. Do you have any of your own unique products? Uh, we do. I mean, we blend. And that's uh, where you're talking about the blending, right? Yeah, we blend our own dry fertilizers in Kings Tree, South Carolina. Um, we have a plant there and a ton of warehouse space. Um, Is that like customizable? Pardon my ignorance, but like if a certain customer wants a certain number, oh, absolutely, combo, that's how they can. Yeah, get we've it. got people that like certain things, and we can uh, we can do a lot of different uh, mixes in a bag. We can put. Uh, we've got a 90 day urea product that we blend with some earthworks um we can do pretty much anything anybody wants and we we love to do that um especially you know with our territory being north florida up through virginia you know you've got bent grass guys you've got bermuda guys you've got the mountains everybody's climate's different everybody what they're dealing with challenge wise is different uh you know some guys like methylene urea some guys like ammonium sulfate you have to be adaptable and able to put all that in a bag for somebody so so you guys can you just take customer feedback and they say hey here's really what i want yeah we build stock products but we absolutely uh there's guys in north florida that that like certain things in the bag and you know what what a guy in virginia on the coast likes is is much different so we we tailor we're uh how big of an order do you have to do to get something customized like what if for my yard i wanted 13 12 11 and this in it no, I'm well, not for get you, two ba- for no, no, you, no, no, we might okay. we might do two bags, but <laughs> typically it's about a three pallet minimum. Okay, um, but we we fudge that sometimes just depending on you know what it, what the product is and what's in it and how hard it is. When we do the organic products, if we blend those in, um, we do like to run and, and clean you know the the blender out. So yep. we tend to not want to do those and then do a full synthetic and then turn right back around. So we try to, we try to make it make sense, but we do stuff all the time for people. If they're like, you know, this is a nine one one, I need it. Um, we also have a full liquid line that we, uh, have been doing for about 15, 12, 15 years. Um, we're looking to grow that and expand it, uh, through other distributors even. So, Okay, um, that's something that we want to. Is that customizable as well? It is. Um, now we don't do as much of that on that side because it, you know, there's a lot of chemistry to <laughs> to putting the liquids in a jug. See, but, there's a, there's a lot of um, chemistry for sure. So it, it takes a lot to kind of change that up. Um, but we we feel like through 61 years in the the business that we kind of know what you know needs to go in a jug for people, and it's our job to help them when they you know, have a question on something or, or trying to decide what works best for their specific turf or area of the country they're in. 
is it easy for you to remember 61 years because you celebrated your 60th anniversary last year? It is. It'll be a lot easier than a few years from now when it's 63 or 4 or whatever it might be. I was getting ready to ask you, how many years do you think until you start getting it off a year? <laughs> Probably 75, and hopefully I'm still around then and, and talking about 75 years in the business. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, but what, like you said, like on a 911 call, so like... Wait, what's the turnaround time on that? Like if somebody wanted, you know, like you said, three pallets of a special blend, I mean, they get it in a day or two? We've done that. Um, we get a lot of calls on a Thursday or Friday, of and they want, it, they want it Tuesday of, you know, the following week. Um, we do own all of our own trucks, uh, so we, we logistically can make that happen a lot of times. Um, so we, we try at, at all costs to, to make it happen if we can. Our reps are really good, too, on – the chemical side, if you call a rep at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, they better be to you the next day if that's what you need. So wow. all of our reps keep inventory, and, and we pride ourselves on making sure that we can solve problems when needed. So Yeah, we talked about that with one of your reps earlier about um, keeping a little storage facility yep. on their own yeah and, and like they make a trip down to the beach they just stock up on what they think they're going to need got a pretty good idea of it and yeah and it's something we've been doing new this year uh which i would need to make sure i mention um we are opening two new stores um retail which is, which is new yeah okay so we've had the one in myrtle beach since 1962 uh we're opening up a store in bluffton south carolina uh, oh. to kind of help service that hilton head market um and savannah and, and even north florida uh, and then we're opening up a store in King Street at our facility. Um, and then we will expand north as we get these settled. But um, Bluffton should be online in the next two weeks and King Street by the middle of June. So is it – I'm going to get this round. Is it is it Blacks or Browns, the barbecue place in King Street? Browns. I've never been. I've been twice and it, saw, it was closed. So I'm I, saying. Is that why you built it there because of that? <laughs> Well, you haven't maybe, there? maybe they bought the plant there originally, but no, I've, I've heard about it and, uh, but no, tried it twice, tried to go twice and it was closed. So I had a board member in a former job who was from King's tree and somehow or another, we ended up down there one day and I actually got to eat there. You know, I mean, I'm not a Huntoon or an Allen Knight when it comes to <laughs> the, uh, connoisseur, uh, evaluation levels that they are sure. you know what i mean like barbecue you know it's, yeah i'm a mustard guy so i'm an anomaly apparently oh, yeah. anyways you are you know? even though you fit with the carolinas for sure yeah the mustard base i can get away with it yeah you know um it was funny <laughs> last night one of the kids was looking for some sauce my wife somehow brought up maurice's which led to an entirely different conversation <laughs> last night for anybody who's around here you might remember that from years ago oh yeah um his sauce was hard to find in certain outlets because of his political beliefs. Yeah. Um, you remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. You went um, through Columbia. You had to know who they were. <laughs> it was almost like south of the border when it came to the, Absolutely. Uh, the billboards that were up. Yep. So you mentioned your territory. Um, I think you'd said Virginia, Florida, Georgia? Yep. Is so, that about right? Like, what is y'all's territory? So right now, technically five states from Florida up through Virginia, Georgia, Carolinas. We are going to dip our toe in Tennessee and uh, Alabama as we move forward. So, so that's your role to fill those sales spots. Yeah, we've got a. We did a seven-year plan two years ago when I came on board of of both retail and growth company-wise, and we pretty much stayed on that 
track and have hit the targets we wanted and and next up on the on the board for us is uh, once we get these stores open we'll be looking for a, a location north um, whether that be this side of Charlotte or between Charlotte and Raleigh or you know somewhere thereabouts um, all that's designed for us to just better serve the customer have product closer so that reps if if they have those 911 calls they can drive an hour and grab it versus you know waiting on our trucks to deliver it um with logistics and supply chain the last couple of years we we said okay how do we do this better um we've done the same things you know for 60 years and uh if you could pick a spot in the carolinas to distribute from north myrtle beach would be probably the last place you would ever pick to oh, say you mean like putting an office in liberty <laughs> we're on the polar opposite <laughs> end of the state exactly from you. <laughs> exactly so um we we talked about columbia and different places to try to be the hub and sure um, we still haven't 100 percent settled on that but uh we're we're moving towards having king's tree is really close to 95 and you can go north and south pretty easy there so um we're moving some of our distribution more that direction but then we're gonna we're gonna have these we call them satellite stores that are in the the territories that we serve and and be close to those those customers so so who you got out there selling for you right now quiz, uh, quiz time well uh so we have lane hefner in the western north carolina mountains uh he's about a year and a half in uh he's done extremely well we're super pleased with him uh we added a new rep Last year, Allison Cole, she came over from Syngenta, actually. Okay. Um, she's in the Raleigh market. Uh, Darren Philo's in Charlotte, took over for Nelson Cato, who had longtime superintendent in the yeah. Carolinas and also worked with us for almost 12 years, um, had some health issues, and Is he doing okay decided now? to retire. He's actually doing pretty well. Um, he's actually, I think, over the next couple of weeks, going to hop in the truck with Darren and go see some customers that he's you know served for 11 years so that we thought that was really cool because he's had some some yeah. rough couple of years since since i came on board he he was having issues so glad to see him doing better um paul coclasier's a new rep a, a clemson grad um was a superintendent for years uh was kind of doing our north florida will eventually take over in hilton head market for carrie stoffel who's a long-term Carolina super and uh, rep for uh, Vereens as well as Nimmer Turf um, has been kind of a mainstay in that Hilton Head Bluffton. 30-plus years, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's – I'm not going to give his age, but he's getting up there to where he's going to want to spend some more time with grandkids and wife. So uh, Paul's going to eventually kind of transition into that territory. Um, Drayton Simpson, who's another Clemson grad, uh Worked at the Dunes Club for a while as an assistant. Uh, he works our Myrtle Beach market. Oh, good. Uh, James Jackson, who's married to the owner of the company. He works Wilmington, kind of coastal North Carolina. Wait, uh, he's got quotas? Yeah, he does. No way. I <laughs> he, didn't realize he, he has had probably quotas. the toughest job of, of any of oh, our I reps, bet. I'll be honest. So, um, But he's been he's worked with Vereens as truck driver, you name it. He's done it all. So okay. he's, he's kind of a utility knife as well. So did he meet Mindy through the job? No, okay. no, they met as kids and uh Oh wow. Yeah. He he just kind of got adopted by the family and uh has has done it all. So he's he's a great guy if you've ever met him. Another good egg for sure. Yeah. Um Sam Coggin is our rep up in Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. Uh he 
superintendent, long time Virginia Tech grad. Um, I, I I was remiss. Allison and Darren are both NC State grads. They're going to be mad if I don't uh, give give them that props. Uh, and then I'm an Orange Georgetown guy, so we've we've got most of the turf schools covered. That's perfect uh, in our in our portfolio. So we'll see if we can get a a Tennessee or maybe a Texas A&M grad as we grow. Listen to grow you leaning on A&M bit. now. <laughs> got all that family tie there. He's gotten all soft on him. Got to go to a different color of garnet, I guess, my daughter says. So. Yeah, it's still the wrong color. <laughs> I'm an orange guy. So. Oh, I hear you. Well, you got to be being right here. That's why we moved Too up close. here. Yeah, so that's the uh, story I didn't tell you this morning is that when we were trying to figure out our headquarters and when we were buying this building in December of 07, we had just finished the show. And uh, Paul Jett, Jeff Cannell, look at me and like, you know, Charlotte, Greensboro, like what's going to be best? I was like, well, I don't know. And so we came in and talked to all the ladies and they were not relocatable, like even to easily, like, you know, 10 minutes away. And so, um, you know, my wife and I both went to Clemson and we had an opportunity to move to the upstate. I like Liberty. Let's stay yeah. in Liberty. Let's Why keep not? the staff. Why not, right? And if you've got later. good staff, anybody, especially today, knows how critical that is. So. Yeah, and those ladies. Build I mean, around them and make the rest work, right? That's it. That's why we've got this office here. So they feel comfortable every day. They come to work. And, you know, I'd like to think that the members are very happy with them and the job that they do and are proud of them. So I, I think so. I yeah. Mean, uh, Carolinas, being in Florida, Florida had a good association, was part of Georgia for, for a while, but Carolinas nationally has always been known as a super strong organization, and you guys do a great job, and we're happy to be partnered up with you and, and play our part in trying to support you know everybody. So Here's the best sure. thing about a podcast. Nobody could see me sliding my $5 <laughs> bill to say that. Uh, all jokes aside, but um, what is what – is, Somebody who doesn't know Vereens or who hasn't had a chance to meet any of your reps, for instance, or, you know, is a lifelong customer of, of a competitor. What's something you'd like to share with them to just maybe, you know, tell them a little bit about Vereens and, and, and why you could be a good partner? Well, one thing is we we have a lot of different things to offer. Um, we've got a lot of former superintendents in the stable. Um, we've got some good tech people that worked, uh, one worked for Sibagagi before it became Syngenta and um, is very knowledgeable in chemical fertilizer. Mindy has been doing it, like I said, since she was probably 12 years old. Um, we have a lot of knowledge and a lot of uh, resources to go to. Um, we do uh, own all of our own trucks and things like that. So we're able to do things that maybe a more corporate type company can't do. Um, and, Frankie, if anybody knew Frankie Vereen, who passed away a, a, several years ago, um, one thing he was known for around the beach was uh, he would do anything for anybody. Yeah. If you needed anything, he would he would do his best to make it happen. Even if it didn't make probably sometimes the best business sense, he still would, would do it. And we've tried to take that and carry that through everything we do. Like, it's a business. Everybody's, you know, trying to – make a living and do things but we we also understand there's somebody at the end of that that has family and has time and you know we we when we sell to reps like i'm trying to fill the position down in bluffton right now for a store manager one thing we try to sell is quality quality of life so we 
we try to look at that in our company and and always try to do the right thing. I guess would be my big thing. So y'all are going to be open from 11 to 1 3 days a week and you're looking for me? <laughs> uh, you never know, hey, when we when we head north. <laughs> quality of life. Work 8 hours a week and get paid the same amount of it's money. Quality of work, not quantity of work, exactly, right? That's what I've exactly. Exactly. No, I think that's great and you know, again, going back to the the family thing, you know, we've got a couple family-owned distributors in the Carolinas and I think that you know, as an association, we're blessed to have partners with them and um, realize that, yeah, everybody's out there, everybody's competing. But like you say, I mean, at the end of the day, it's relationships, mm-hmm. it's people. Um, and I think you guys have got people with that history, you know, that can represent the brand really well. I appreciate that. We we think so. And we're we're adding strong, young people to that all the time, which we're excited about. So why they got to be young, man. Well, we we See, take all years we, ago, I wouldn't we have heard take that. all ages, but we also <laughs> want to make sure the next sixty years for Rains look good. So, because you're about my age and you're thinking like, I only want to hire this position once. Yes. I don't want to have to hire this position <laughs> three times in my career. Absolutely. Well, you you hit on something a, a second ago. It's a relationship business. It's relationships with association, with customers, with suppliers, with partners. You it takes a while to build those relationships. And uh, so you put a new, a new store, a new rep, whatever it might be. It takes a while for people to a have trust to know that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. It's hard to, to build those. So you don't, you don't want to build, we want people like Carrie Stoffel that stay, you know, with the company for 20 plus years and, and build those relationships and then transition a, a younger person like a Paul Kuglazer into that role so that, we don't miss a beat as a company. He's a good egg too, man. And I don't just say that because he's a Clemson kid. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he spent some time at Cherokee, if I'm not mistaken. He did. With um, Charlie Spears down mm-hmm. there. Um, and then went over to uh, the Outer Banks, right? He did. Um, he was there for a number of years. Um, he's actually been on this podcast before too, I think. I think so. Right um, before COVID, I think we had him on during one of the GIS sessions. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. he's. We were fortunate to pick him up. He uh, had moved back towards savannah uh for some family obligations and um he came on board about a year and a half ago and uh anybody that knows him he's i'm not going to give clemson credit for this but he's very technical uh really strong was certified superintendent um so we're we're pleased to have him part of the team yeah no you you i plow 10 a year you can't <laughs> give clemson all that loving for sure um i told some students the other day in a class um that it, I was in my 30s as a graduate of Clemson before I realized that it was a land-grant institution. Like, they don't tell you that when you're there, yeah. you know? like, And you don't pick it for that reason, right? When you're a kid, you're like, no. Well, I didn't I didn't even you know about it. For, it for football, probably. No, no. <laughs> I, um, I'll tell you how I did is that um, my dad was in the Army, graduated high school in Hawaii. They moved to Fort Jackson the same time I graduated. So I went to the University of Kentucky for a year. Um, cause I was born there knew some people going mm-hmm. similar story to your daughters, like had a number of different opportunities, including the Naval Academy and just went to college. And so they said, if you transfer in state your sophomore year, um, we'll give you the 86 Honda Accord at the time, which is our family car. And after having sold my Camaro, um, to go to college from Hawaii, <laughs> um, we looked at university of South Carolina and Clemson and my parents will laugh when they hear it but they clemson was two hours away usc was right down by they were so we went to clemson i hear it 
<laughs> Didn't know anything about it. The only thing I knew about Clemson at that time was literally that, that was the school where they like touched a rock when they ran down the football field. Mm-hmm. Like, so anyhow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's good to know your folks are up here because now we can have you stop by some more often. We can eat lunch and absolutely. This is my first time in the office, which is beautiful, and I appreciate you having me up. Yeah, I wish uh, more people would stop by. We're just the difference between your border and ours is this, and I learned this the hard way. When you leave in the morning, the sun's at your back. And when you come home at night, the sun's at your back. The difference for me is when I leave in the morning, it's in my face. When I come home at night, it's in my face. That's about the only thing I've figured from the two sides of the territory that are screwed up. But um, Now, anything else you think um, folks need to know about Vereens or Mindy or James, maybe? Good dirt story? Oh, I wish I had a, a dirt story on James, so I would tell it. Um no, I mean I've known the family since I went to Ori Georgetown back in the day, and okay. uh, I knew, you know, Frankie back then. I worked at Wild Wing Plantation when I was in school. How many holes did they have then? Seventy uh, two. Yeah. Okay. It was the full deal. Um, I used to do course setup every morning on the Falcon course, which I okay. don't know if you remember that oh, course, yeah. but five sets of tees and they spread them out crazy far, so you couldn't you couldn't cheat. You had to. And we had the big tall curbs, and you had to park the cart, oh. go go to the back tee, do the setup, run through, and then come back. And uh, I knew the superintendent at the time; he would look for the dew tracks on the on the tee, so you couldn't cheat it. Like you had to do it. And uh, I used to run through that thing to get ready because I had class at nine o'clock, and you had to be done and try yeah. to shower before you you know took off over so there. You literally had to run. Oh, it was brutal. I had some brutal days out there, but. Hummingbird wasn't much better, was it? Hummingbird was tough. They were all tough. Um, but, yeah, it was a good education, though. I tell people – people ask me all the time about turf schools, and I think, you know, they're all good, all have their own attributes. But one thing about Ori Georgetown, um, there was so much golf around there that you – if you were really interested in the business, you had an opportunity to work at a golf course while you were there. So you would – get the education in the classroom and then you could go right out to the golf course and use it. Um, I think that's different than a lot of, a lot of turf programs. So, um, I, I, it was a great school for me. But well, I didn't realize I structurally our two States are set up differently when it comes to the community colleges in North Carolina, like there can be a turf designation in multiple places. Mm-hmm. Well, in South Carolina, I didn't realize it, but they took certain designations and put them in certain community colleges. So, like, Ori Georgetown is the only turf program. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to be a plumber, you got to go to a certain (laughs) other one. You know what I mean? And and so, I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent on how the states do them, but for South Carolina, it just makes sense geographically. Because, like you said, at the time... Gosh, there were over 90 courses when you were there. There were yeah. 100, 107, I think, in yeah. George, Ori County alone. Yeah. I had friends at Myrtlewood and Deborah Dew and you name it. They were, you know, spread all over. And yeah. we all. Now, do you know, play? Uh, I do, not as much as I used to. Did you play uh, well, a lot then? Back then, we played it almost every day, probably. That, see, what happened to that? Well, you, you work in it forever, and then you get some But I mean free the time. young guys now. How come they aren't out playing Well, I don't day? know. That's a good question. Um, and that is something that, you know, on the sales side, you always try to find things that you can involve people in and do. And back in the day, it was easy, right? You play golf. You do yeah. golf events. Now, a lot of people don't play golf. It's just a 
you know, they get into the business because that's what they wanted to do. But maybe we need an assistance league. I, I would be all for it. Man, we need to drum it up a little play, bit just to know? support the game a little more. So, yeah. Um, but it is, it is odd. That is a definite change from back. You know, yeah. I, I was at College of Charleston. I had some friends who had went to uh, Hickory to Catawba to that turf program, yep. and they were two years in, two years out. They were playing golf all the time, and I'm like, what? You know, I'm sitting in classes <laughs> learning about business, you know, marketing at College of Charleston. I'm like, God, did I do the wrong thing here? <laughs> so, and then you added two more after that, two, two more years, because I'm like, I'm not not doing a four-year deal to get a turf degree so um but yeah so it was uh loved golf and loved being outside and the two kind of made sense for sure no still I, do but i i did sp- spend 17 years in florida and water all around and so anytime i had free time or family time we we chose to hop on a boat instead of go golf so yeah that's, that's cool where that Still got the boat to bring it up? I did not. Sold it before we left, but I'm looking. Uh, and now once my daughter heads off to school, I'm going to need to fill some time. So Yeah. yeah. You got definitely, a lot of good fish Definitely reload. Reds all the time. Dan Saber tells me there's good fishing all well, the time. Well, I, I see pictures of what they call these bull reds all the time, which I've never been fortunate enough to, to, neither. to do. I've caught a lot of redfish in Florida and some big ones, but they're not like these bull reds that they catch up here. So I think they're like, what's the keeper rate? Like 20 to 24 is the range or something? Care. I mean, that's I just, like I crazy. Like catching it, yeah. It's like salmon fishing or something almost. Yeah. Well, we did that. a lot of tarpon fishing in Florida, and you oh. can't keep those either, but um, it still was fun. Did you ever um, do that by kayak? No. <laughs> no. I've always done that off a boat. I've caught some monsters that were bigger than me, but um, – yeah, that was that was one of my first things in Florida. Uh, as a superintendent, I had a uh, a vendor who said, "Hey, let's let's go tarpon fishing." I didn't even really know what that was, Ooh, but yeah. man, I was hooked. As soon I bought the boat, probably two weeks after that, to be honest with you, so, that's a good fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. And they, you can't keep them anymore. No, at all. You're not even technically supposed to boat them anymore. So. Correct. But Back the then, scales on those things are phenomenal, yeah. man. But honestly, I've caught some small ones on like a small spinning rod. Those are to me are more fun even than catching the big monsters. Oh, I bet because they're they jump all over and lively and yeah. yeah. So we got to go down one time in in out of Naples, and I met a guy down there and um, Robin Wicker actually with Geoponics. I don't know okay. if, you, if you know them or not, but uh, it's like five o'clock in the morning. We meet at a Taco Bell, man, and it's dark and we're we're pushing kayaks out into the Gulf in the dark. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just catch one and just hang on. And I'm yeah, like, and it's going to take you probably a lot further out in the Gulf. Well, that's what I said. I started pointing kayak. that way. I said, now land is that way, right? Yep. Now, if we, what if the fish goes that way? Like, how long do I hang on? Like, how far can I go? He's like, well, Mexico's on the other side. I'm <laughs> exactly. like, holy jeez. But I never caught one. I caught a, like a three foot shark. And that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, but anyhow. Catch a lot of those in the Gulf, for sure. Yeah. Had no idea. All right. Well, um, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. It's and been fun. for your support of the Carolinas, um, not only personally, but professionally through Vereens. Always. And uh, best of luck to you, man. If anybody needs uh, Dr. Earl, you know where to find him. Vereens, he's here for you. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir.
Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at www.carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.